When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Welcome to Mile High Report Radio Horse Tracks. And now, here's what's happening in Broncos country. As we are just two days removed from the NFL trade deadline that featured Bradley Chubb being moved to the Dolphins. And I would say this was a great trade by George Payton, especially considering the circumstances around Bradley Chubb. He was only he's going to be a free agent next year. He's really only had this one amazing season so far, and he has the injury risk and, um, and kind of pattern throughout his career. I thought this was a great move. I know a lot of you guys um, agree with this too, but especially gauging from the comments that you left over on Instagram, there's also quite a lot of you that aren't too keen on this situation here, but we're going to keep on reacting to that Bradley Chubb trade. Um, got some news and um, quote from George Payton on um, the whole front of why he didn't trade away any receivers. Um, we're going to talk about Graham Glas um, Glasgow, and uh, we're going to take a look at some of the best comments that you guys have left over on, um, personally, my couple of articles from Tuesday and Wednesday over at MileHighReport.com. Um, this is from the Power Rankings and uh, com compiled from the article on based on the overactions from the Jags game. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Ross. This is Horse Tracks for Thursday, November 3rd. And it's time to get things going. Um, but of course, you can find us anywhere 
um, and the website is just tons of awesome articles daily milehighreport.com if you're new here um, and also if you're new go ahead drop a follow on Spotify Apple Podcasts anywhere you're tuning in from um, you can go ahead and do that as well you can follow us on social media if you already have a Facebook Instagram or Twitter feel free to follow us at milehighreport uh, but if you don't already uh, keep yourself off of social media you are not missing a single single thing but let's go ahead and break into the Bradley Chubb trade first uh, because the Broncos have garnered some good grades from the NFL um, based off of some articles um, that are published at NFL.com. Um, the Broncos were uh, finally, it feels like for the first time this season, finally talked about in a positive light, but then talked about in a negative light that I do not agree with. Um, so one of the first things I want to break into here is uh, the NFL.com um, gave their um, grade trades or their trade grades, excuse me, um, for Tuesday. The Broncos were able to come in here at a A minus for this trade, of course, um, just a little refresher. They sent away Bradley Chubb in the 2025 fifth round draft pick to the Dolphins. Um, and in return, they got Chase Edmonds. They got a 2023 first round pick. This is technically the 49ers pick. So let's hope that the 49ers somehow suck. Um, and they also received a 2024 fourth round pick. So all in all, I like I said earlier, this I feel like this is a really solid trade. Um, just first and foremost, we're being able to get a first round draft pick for Bradley Chubb. Um, earlier, I was thinking that we might only be able to grab a second rounder for him. So this is pretty big. So I'll happily take that. Um, then another thing is that uh, Broncos able to get a little bit more depth and help at the running back position. Definitely won't complain about that one here. Um, and they only they were also even able to get an extra 2024 fourth round pick. Um, I wasn't even expecting Chase Edmonds and that fourth round pick. I thought it was just going to be a simple, you know, chub for a first rounder. Um, so the fact that the Broncos were able to get a little extra value um, for that as well does make me happy. Uh, definitely looks like the Dolphins are trying to go all in on the season but also by the sounds of it is that they are expected to get a long-term deal done with uh, Bradley Chubb. So, you know, um, like I said on Instagram, I really hope Bradley Chubb just sees nothing but success on this Dolphins team. Um, I feel like he's going to look really good in those teal uniforms that they have over there. Um, and this is going to be a move that is going to bode well for the Dolphins, you know, as long as Bradley Chubb stays healthy. Um, so it's it's almost like Bradley Chubb did the Broncos a favor by, you know, g- gaining those five and a half sacks over, was it, uh, I think it was six games um, that he, he was uh, playing in. Uh, so that, that would be great. Um, Man, I, I think that worked out really well that Bradley Chubb had the best start to any season and pretty much the best season of his career up uh, to this point. Broncos able to grab um, a, a good deal for him. And now we're um, just going to be relying and turning our eyes to the future on a young pass rushing core that looks great. Um, they still have veteran presence in Randy Gregory, who up until his injury was looking like an awesome signing and worth every bit of that contract that the Broncos gave him. Uh, the Baron Browning is turning out to be one of the best pass rushers um, in the NFL. Um, rookie Nick uh, Bettino, um, he has a 20 percent pass rush success rate um which is first among all rookies and then also um jonathan cooper is an emerging talent here as well um 
but that also just wasn't the um, only trade because the Broncos were also able to pick up a little bit more help um, on the whole pass rushing side of things here um, with Jacob Martin getting the uh, backup from the Jets just to help with a little bit of depth. Uh, the Broncos um, gained Martin and a 2024 fifth round pick and uh, in return they sent over a 2024 fourth round pick to the Jets. So um the Broncos were able to get a B minus of a grade from um, the uh, article, and the Jets were able to get a uh, C minus. Um, so Martin is a really solid pass rusher, um, and he is among one of the best uh, pass rush uh, rates um, among the league as well. I think he's around 16 or 18 percent. Um, so. I am I'm super cool with that one. Um, so Broncos making two great um, trades right there. Um, but then another article that's also on NFL.com um, lists the Broncos or at least the Broncos defense as losers of the trade period. And uh, it states here, I'll just read it. Um, Arguably, the only positive for the Broncos this season has been the stellar play of their defense. That unit just lost its best pass rusher when the team traded Bradley Chubb to Miami. The move made sense because Chubb is coming to the end of his rookie deal, and his injury history makes him a risky candidate for a long-term extension. The Broncos already gave Randy Gregory big money, and they made the trade to pick up Jacob Martin from the Jets after dealing with Chubb. They're hoping that there is enough talent in that mix to make up for losing one of their stars. Now, one of the reasons why I first want to push against this take is because... Yes, Bradley Chubb has been great. He's been having an awesome season for the Broncos, but the best pass rusher? It says that the unit just lost the best pass, pass rusher. Well, he might be um, leading the team in, in sacks here. Um, but at the same time, Bradley Chubb's win or a pass rush success percentage rate um, only ranks him, I think it was 68th in the league. Um, so he really... He has his sacks, but uh, maybe that's just in, in terms of uh, help to the amount of snaps that he has. Because in terms of, of that kind of stat right there, it's not great. He's not having the the best of seasons there. He's um, uh, um, kind of near the bottom uh, of the top uh, uh, when it comes to total tackles. Um, he only uh, he has his four tackles for loss, five and a half sacks. Um, this was in eight games played, and um, he has a couple of forced fumbles, unfortunately, like um, because the Broncos defense, they're just really not able to recover fumbles this year, uh, which is so funny how that's like the only thing they're really missing up to this point. So Bradley Chubb, uh, yeah, obviously he's a fantastic player, but at the same time, um, he's not the, the only the, the best pass rusher for the Broncos, really. In fact, you could probably even say that Draymond Jones, who um, shout out to him for being the uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Week, Draymond Jones, that guy, he also has five and a half sacks on the season, but instead of just the four tackles for a loss that Bradley Chubb has, he has eight. He has uh, also has, was it that, um, five more tackles than um, Bradley Chubb as well. So I'd argue that Draymond Jones is the better pass rusher. Um, even Baron Browning, and given win percentages, you could even um, say that Baron Browning is a better pass rusher than Bradley Chubb. So Bradley Chubb, obviously, fantastic locker room presence, fantastic player. He's not the best pass ru rusher on the Broncos. And so the Broncos defense, I would 
definitely not put them on the list of the biggest losers of the trade deadline. Um, of course, let me know your thoughts on that one. Um, I, I really don't agree there. Now, moving on to George Payton on why he didn't trade any receivers away. Um, got this, um, said this in a press conference. Um, he said, quote, we received a number of calls on our receivers in some other positions and wanted to keep our young, talented receivers. We started to get some good rhythm in the last game versus Jacksonville, and we just feel good with where they're going or with where we're going, excuse me. Uh, we're trending in the right direction with Jerry, Hamler, and Cortland. We didn't uh, want to break that up. We have a good thing going. We're in it to win it moving forward. And so we kept all of our receivers. Now, this is something that I'm sure a lot of Broncos country were um, holding our breaths on, saying if Judy was, in fact, going to be dished out, or even KJ Hamler at that point, um, in that kind of same scenario, too, seeing if they were going to be, either one of them is going to be dished out um, about, I think it was like three or four days before the trade deadline, there were the reports breaking um, that uh, Peyton wasn't interested or too high on trading away any wide receivers. Um, a lot of, and then there's other stuff that trickle out is because um, the asking price for Jerry Judy was too high. I believe it was a second and a fifth, and no one wanted to bite on that. And honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling pretty good with this. I'm super happy that they kept this receiving core around. Um, this is something I talked about in the podcast. I believe um, it was on either Monday's podcast uh, or it was on the Monday's live stream over on Twitch. That's every Monday, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Forward slash MHR underscore live. Catch me there every Monday. It's a good time. I promise. Uh, but now the Broncos get to uh, move on from Nathaniel Hackett after the season. They get to bring in a better head coach. They're going to be able to bring in a... Um, I'm making assumptions here, but it's hard. It, it's pretty safe to say that the next coach they bring in is going to be better, especially with Sean Payton, and that the offense is going to have better play calling because right now it's the furthest thing from good. Um, so I'm making assumptions there, but I'm sure you guys would agree that the chances are that the Broncos offense is going to have a better play caller and we're going to have a better head coach next year. So we get to do that. We get to bring back a healthy Tim Patrick, and Russell Wilson is going to have a better year next year. In fact, he's going to get better as this year progresses, as long as he's um, healthy and able to get healthier. That is a um, a bet that I am willing to make right now. So you get Russell Wilson, an improved offense next year, with a great defense, with a really good young core as well. And then you get Russell Wilson able to hopefully bolster up this offensive line here in the offseason, whether it's through free agents or draft, or even some trades, man. Uh, even though they don't really have a lot of value, it's probably going to be free agents or draft. Um, let's get that offensive line fixed up, um, because Russell Wilson will then have a healthy Javante Williams back. He'll uh, be able to have a um, probably um, 
are they gonna have Melvin Gordon? I don't know. I don't think so. So, but at least we had Javante Williams to run the ball. All right, that's a plus right there. Greg Dulcich, he's turning into a freaking stud. Then you're going to have KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sun, and Tim Patrick, including in with Dulcich there to throw the ball to. That is an incredibly deep and loaded wide receiver core. So I'm a fan of this move by Payton. I'm glad we're keeping them in. And he is right. Um, and about the Jags game as well, Judy looked great in London. Six catches for 63 yards in that tutter. Um, he's, it looks like he's finally starting to put multiple games together um, and just really get that ball rolling. Now, also, KJ Hamler had that big catch in the fourth quarter for that 47-yarder um, during that game-winning touchdown drive. So it looks like Wilson's trying to uh, starting to get in the better rhythm with them. The receivers are trying to, uh, starting to mesh together. And right now, over the last three games, Cortland Sutton really hasn't been that impactful as well. So if, if they're able to start to get him into the game a little bit better, oh boy, this is going to be a lethal um, receiving group. Now, just about done here. We're going to talk about, um, looks like Lloyd Cushenberry uh, is going to be missing um, a decent amount of time with his injury. I think last reports I saw was like maybe maybe a few weeks. Um, so uh, he's going to be out of action for a bit, um, which honestly, okay, sorry, not a few weeks. It's going to be a couple weeks, of course, with that um, groin strain, but... Uh, as, as the coin says, addition by subtraction, uh, because I've actually, for the past four weeks now, I've been wanting Graham Glasgow to uh, take over as center and demote Cushenberry to second string because he's not that good. He's not that good in the pass game, not that good in the rush game. In fact, he's a liability on pretty much every kind of play. Um, you need someone a lot more stout at center. I'm not saying that Glasgow is is the guy at center, but the offense, you, we saw a clear um, jump in productivity, um, in, um, especially in the run game as well, when Graham took over at center after Cushberry went out with injury. So Graham's going to be there for at least the next couple of weeks. Um, maybe the Broncos can even start to work in their rookie um, there as well if he's going to be good enough. But I think even when Cushenberry is healthy to return, Glasgow should just be the starter of the rest of the season uh, because Cushenberry is just not that guy. He's not, and I hate to say it, uh, but it almost looks like he was a part of that really just historic LSU offense and a really, really good uh, award-winning offense line there as well. But it almost looks like he was the weakest one out of all of them. So it's, it wouldn't be the worst thing just cut bait and uh, just salvage what's left of this offense line at this point. And uh, just the last little bit, wanted to take a look through before we cap things off here was just, um, I um, always love going through your comments that you leave um, on uh, my articles, um, just any of our articles, honestly, you guys bring in some of the best insight and I really um, dig them. So um, this was from the latest overreactions article or uh, title has the Broncos offense reached a turning point. So I just want to shout out uh, a few of your articles um, here. And of course, if you, you want to get shouts, just leave, leave good comments, man. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always reading here. Um, and uh, one thing that you guys point out that I thought was awesome and took a look, uh, look back at the game and um, actually uh, saw this a little bit more uh, was the fact that the Broncos uh, – this is from uh, Steve65, uh, G1953, and Tim Jenkins. Um, I'll kind of talk about this. Is that uh, the Broncos oftentimes uh, 
uh, lined up Hamler and Dulcich on the same side of the formation, and that was absolutely killing the Jags uh, with being uh, with Hamler being able to drag the coverage all over the field and opening up a little bit more holes in the coverage for for Dulcich. That was awesome, and as a note, is absolutely something that can be replicated. Um, so. I really do think that uh, this is going to be the way uh, the Broncos are able to uh, not only keep Dulcich feasting on these defenses, but also a way to uh, be able to utilize KJ Hamler a little bit more. I mean, we saw through the first six, seven games of the season that KJ Hamler was uh, one of the most underutilized talents um, on this Broncos team. In fact, probably in the AFC or the or the league, if you really want to be be that extreme there. So to be able to get him into the game a little bit more, uh, whether it's just him um, taking attention off of Dulcich or even just, just the fact that you, know, you keep doing that enough, you're going to have to keep um, giving a little bit more attention to Dulcich that's going to open up KJ Hamler deep kind of like it did in that fourth quarter um, it's going to be a great way to utilize both of these guys um, and just really make them that much more dangerous um, DJ Frito um, talks about that the offense is shocking almost 100% um, you, on the live stream I, I think um, I probably talked for a minute straight just going through the um, formation that the Broncos had on offense and I just said the word shotgun so much it sounded like it was a made-up word um, so the fact that they're in shotgun almost 100% hurts him uh, he also notes that they did use piss a little bit um, to help the run game but he's uh, concerned by that part um, he says uh, does Hackett think that this makes the offense better or is this what Wilson wants because this offense is designed to be run under center the run game is struggling from the gun there was no play action or bootlegs from the gun which is where Wilson thrived in Seattle. Um, so Hackett or Wilson's ego, the problem. Um, and he also uh, says something awesome here is that uh, Manning compromised with Kubiak by running out of pistol because he had never been under center his entire career. Wilson's used to being under center. So the shotgun or the pistol makes no sense unless he's hoping to change it to an air raid offense. That obviously doesn't fit his skill set. I thought this was one of the more insightful comments and I, I really, yeah, no, you, you knocked it out of, out of the park there. Um, and then another thing that that you guys also hit on is um, as well as that um, the Bron well although the Broncos did put together three solid scoring drives, um, the reason why they were, they were so much successful is through the just small detail that they were able to convert those drives into touchdowns and not just have to sell for field goals as, as often as they typically do. Um, and the, the goal line play calling execu and execution of it was improved, um, you know, but kind of as we talked and as there's also another article out um, over at milehighreport.com, of course, um, and that one is named... Um, um, so there is uh, signs of life for fool's gold what to make of the broncos improved offense um so uh, we we have that and it was pretty much talking about that same thing because and then also tim um, lynch put out an awesome article um, um on uh, what would be tuesday he says uh why the Broncos offense on Sunday was the same offense it had been all year. You go ahead and read those for a little bit more insight, but that um, this goal line play calling in, in, um, was a part of why it was better, but also I mean, you take a look at the drives, you take a look at all the shotguns, um, you, you take a look at um, the fact that they were, what, 2 for 11 on third down. This was the same offense, so let's not get ourselves uh, carried away now here.
But that's going to wrap it for us here on this edition of Horse Tracks. Uh, really appreciate you guys sticking in till the end here. Or just, uh, just in general, taking any time every day to listen to me be able to talk about the Denver Broncos. Uh, of course, there's tons of awesome podcasts that drop daily here. Um, they're at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you're listening to this right now. They're there daily. If you haven't yet, drop us a follow. Um, we'd love to have you along for the ride and the rest of the season and there on after that. Uh, but I've been your host, Ross. Let me know your thoughts on everything we covered today. I'm talking about the Bradley Chubb trade, um, George Payton not trading any receivers, Glasgow remained the starter or center, and um, uh, just any other things that might just be on your mind. Go ahead and give us a follow at uh, Mile High Report on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And with that being said, we will see you guys in the next podcast. Enjoy that flight. Go Broncos country. Let's ride, baby. (laughs) 